Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. I don't know what we're yelling about. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 24, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 492 of the Biden-Harris administration, 164 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram. My handle is TheBobSeska, and I'm on Twitter. My handle is BobSeska underscore go. And you can follow Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. Link in the description. Oh, look, there he is. Can you say Buzz Burbank? What do you mean? You've said it all. <laughs> No, 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 no. A pox on your monkey. <laughs> Hi, hello. Some troublemakers Good on day. stage. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, he, of course, is Bob. I'm Buzz. And this is our final season on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> My God, we, we almost didn't get to do the show today. Ginny uh, Thomas kept pushing for an alternate slate of hosts. <laughs> She needs to shut the F up right now. <laughs> but this is our Bob Seska Show pledge to you. Mm-hmm. If you promise to listen, we'll buy you a horse. <laughs> Elon Musk gave us that idea. I know. Uh, here's, here's how weird the news has gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Depp has just applied for membership in NATO. <laughs> how do you... What is, how does that even work? What, is he in the news? I didn't know. Uh, also in the news, kind of forgotten already, uh, scientists are excited about the recent discovery of a black hole in space mm-hmm. uh, because it uh, turns out uh, that's where all the baby formula went. Hey, hey. Now, who's with me? Who's with me on this? Uh, I'm now rethinking my lifelong goal of getting a monkey. <laughs> uh, so, But if I understand the expert's advice, uh, only worry about monkeypox if you start wearing a tuxedo while riding a tricycle. <laughs> See your doctor. Right. Would you like to buy a monkey? Would you like to buy a monkey? <laughs> and investors, investors are concerned about Wall Street becoming a bear market. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not worried. Uh, if the market turns bear, I'm pretty sure Donald Trump Jr. will shoot it. More fun, <laughs> more music, the Bob Seska Show. He's a sociopath. That ain't old. Yeah. Don Jr. Don Jr. Oh, yes, yes. That's not not me. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Some boys kiss me, some boys hug me. I think they're okay. They don't show me test results. 
is the monkeypox. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Mike, the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Mary yeah. Ann Arbor on vocals. Great job. Another classic right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, watched that George Carlin two-part documentary series on HBO. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And one of the main things that uh, I love about it so much is it's so brutally honest about him. It's not one of these things that tries to, uh, you know, reinvent his legacy and try to paint him in, in, as someone he wasn't. Hats off to Kelly Carlin for uh, making it super yes. real. But one of the things he mentions in that is it's from one of his stand-up acts, or maybe it was a Larry King appearance, uh, either one. He's equally funny in both. But he was talking about how uh, the environment is going to give us a series of viruses that are just going to wipe us out, shake, wow. shake us off like fleas on a dog. And, uh, yeah, he was uh, exactly spot on. You, you, right. you know, when we lose somebody talented, we often say, well, but, but we'll always have their work. Uh, with Carlin, yeah. it goes it goes beyond that. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll always have his truth. Yeah. He was so amazingly spot on. Yes. And so careful in his choices of words mm -hmm. uh, that uh, the wisdom of George Carlin, along, yeah. as well as the comedy of George Carlin, will live forever. And also, kudos to Kelly, uh, his daughter, uh, yeah. Who, yeah. who helped produce the series, but who's also been on Twitter uh, conversing with people like a normal yes. person yeah. about about their reactions and what they've seen and questions they have and that sort of thing, answering questions. It's been delightful to, to watch her handle this so uh, mm -hmm. adeptly. Uh, so, yeah, kudos to her for both the series. I've only seen part one. I'm looking forward to it. I've been out of town. I'm trying to catch <laughs> up on my viewing. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I, I'm eager to see uh, part two. And, uh, wow, a salute to everybody involved in the making of that series. Judd Apatow, who, yeah. who knows comedy. I've got uh, at least a couple of his books on comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Uh, uh, you know, he's. It's been something he's been interested in since before he was a teenager, and yeah. uh, you know, he he's very he's a very good chronicler of uh, of these comedians. Oh hell yeah! His uh, documentary series about Gary Shandling was yes, just yes. As, as great as this uh, George Carlin one. And we have lots more to say about George Carlin coming up in the Shadow Docket portion of the good. program on our Patreon page, because it segues with some things that are in the news uh, having to do with uh, punching down. And yeah. uh, I've got a quote here, a, a bit of audio from George Carlin about uh, punching down at, at underdogs. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. it uh, really speaks to modern comedy, even though it was recorded, uh, coincidentally enough, on the Larry King show back in the late 80s, early 90s. So we're going to get to that in the shadow docket. So make sure to subscribe for five bucks a month, bobseskashow.com. Thank you Peace. in advance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, monkeypox. Uh, it's not really a thing, but it's kind of becoming a thing thing. It's not like COVID. It's not going to be deadly. It's not necessarily transmittable through the air because uh, what I read initially was the droplets are particularly heavy and they don't go you know, far like the, uh, the COVID droplets. So you're not really in danger there, but apparently... skin-to-skin yeah. -skin contact, sexual contact, obviously, yeah, yeah. Uh, but skin-to-skin but -skin contact. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be serious. You know, Not, not every uh, virus that George Soros launches can be successful. <laughs> So I was gonna say uh, we're we're hoping uh, that this yeah. one uh, is not not as serious. I'm I'm not really so much worried about that. We should all be very very worried about COVID right now. Yeah, Alex Jones though said that uh, it's AstraZeneca and J and J those COVID yeah. vaccines yeah. that are right. uh, vectors sure. that inject. This is what he said here. What is AstraZeneca and J and J? They're virus vectors that inject the genome of a chimpanzee into your cells. 
So he's already making shit up about that. And right. and pretty soon he's probably going to go full homophobe because there was a thing, uh, I think, on Drudge, I want to say yesterday, talking about bisexual people and and gay men in particular and they're right. trying to turn this into oh it's going to be it's going to be the gays inflicting monkeypox on the world would you like to buy a monkey so that's uh, the latest thing from Alex Jones. Oh, and by the way, Alex Jones also said the globalists are putting a chemical in the liners of soft drink cans that are causing men's penises to shrink. So I've he, noticed. I've noticed this. <laughs> yeah. So if uh, your dad had a certain length of uh, penis, and then uh, you probably have half that length. That's how Alex Jones figured it. So wow. In, it, with each subsequent generation, the penis size shrinks by half. End of end of the rape problem. End of the abortion problem. It's <laughs> yeah. all taken care of. And, and the sad thing mm-hmm. is, of course, that people continue to believe that stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, we're sort of helpless in arguing with. How do you argue with insanity? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's see, that's the thing the the shirking of the vaccines and the way that it's happening, the shirking of the protocols, to me is making us vulnerable not just to the current COVID crisis, maybe not just to monkeypox or whatever's next, but it makes us vulnerable to anyone that wants to attack us with biological weapons that would deliberately put some of these viruses into the uh, into circulation in the United States or wherever around the world, for that matter. And because we are so incapable of doing the right thing in the face of a pandemic, it makes it almost worthwhile for an enemy of the United States to attack us with a biological weapon because they know it'll be effective because at least half of the country will go, ah, fuck you with your viruses and your your vaccines right. and your masks, yeah. and we're done with that, and we, do, we don't care anymore, and it's COVID theater or whatever virus it is. Oh, it's more of that theater again. Yeah. yeah. The deranged right wing is already saying, oh, this is just another COVID. You knew they were going to come along with this, blah, yep. blah, blah. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's a shame that the Tampa Bay Times, the Pulitzer Prize-winning Tampa Bay Times, yeah. uh, doesn't print an issue on Tuesdays yeah. or Mondays or Wednesdays or, excuse me, or Thursdays or Fridays or Saturdays. They do a Wednesday and Sunday edition, and, you know, otherwise you have to check them out online. I get yeah, yeah. A, an online update every day. And a major headline across uh, the bottom half of the paper uh, is uh, it's time for everybody to wear masks indoors again. Uh, mm-hmm. the, Florida and other states, uh, it's everywhere, really. Uh, and the CDC itself isn't even listing. Where, where, where I am in Florida right now is considered by CDC numbers to be high risk. But officially, the CDC says it's medium risk. So even the CDC is not being completely honest about what's going on here. Yeah. And uh, the fact of the matter is uh, we're going to see a lot more hospitalizations. Here we go again. Uh, we're, we're up to over, what, 105,000 new infections reported every day. And as you pointed out before, Bob, how many infections are not being reported because oh, yeah. of self-testing? Quite a few. And so we're getting an undercount as far as the infection rate uh, with COVID. But right now, we are pretty close to the same peak that we are at at the top of the Delta wave. And there's no sign of this slowing it's, down. It's because, up by over 50% yeah. in the last month. Yeah, it's just huge. Uh, Eric Topol uh, tweeted the other day, the US BA2, BA2.1.2.1. 2. 2. 
<laughs> we got to come up with something shorter than that, by the way. Uh, that wave, with 146,000 new confirmed cases reported yesterday, is surpassing the peak of all prior waves except Omicron. And the reality is that there are more than one million infectees now per day due to home or no testing. Mm-hmm. So you may see 700,000 here or there. But it's actually over a million because people aren't reporting. And that's, that's opening a discussion as to whether or not there should be mandatory reporting with home testing. Good luck getting that one implemented. I mean, we're I so far outside the realm of responsibility it, it, here. It, I, I Believe me, I share this feeling with a lot of people, and that is uh, it's hard not to feel hopeless about yeah, yeah. that and a number of other issues. Talk about feeling hopeless is I thought for sure that even if the CDC lifted its masking mandates, mm-hmm. that some businesses with interest in keeping a yeah. healthy customer base no. would maintain some form of mask mandates as numbers. No rise, especially, you know, right here in our county, which is a pretty populated county in the uh, Washington, D.C. Metroplex. We're at that same stage now. We're getting really orange here as far as the uh, alert colors go. And so, you know, you'd think in a place like this, there would be mask mandates at every grocery store, department store, etc. But no, absolutely not. Everyone. Almost everyone is in denial. The Philadelphia public school system has reinstated their mask mandate in, in classrooms. But uh, they're the only ones that I know of who've recognized uh, the, the situation we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, everyone from the president on down, I'm sorry to say, uh, seems to be in complete denial about what's happening out there. And the president, I think, is going based on polling yeah. in, in a yeah. pretty tight oh, election year. So I he's, know. I know. he's being a little he's overly, a, yeah, overly indulgent. Yeah, walking a tightrope, indeed. I'm, I'm aware of that. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit frustrating uh, because he's always been uh, Captain Safety. Right. And now because of the done with COVID movement. I think done with COVID, I hope it's not this way. But I'm afraid that the phrase done with COVID may end up being a chapter in history books. Yeah. Like, and then what happened? <laughs> and then <laughs> things turned horribly awry. Was it in the old Behind the Music specials on VH1? Everything was going great until so-and-so's <laughs> tried heroin. Yeah. And it's going to be like, everything was going okay until done with COVID, and then we became vulnerable to other viruses. We became vulnerable to uh, biological attack because we just are incapable of doing the right thing to protect ourselves. And so, uh, you know, things can very rapidly disintegrate uh, from this point forward. Hey, I'm Captain Happy today. I'm Mr. I Happy. I know. Well, it's hard. It's hard. And we're going to look for bright spots today and, and hope uh, yeah. that you go along with us on that journey. But uh, undeniably, as we've said before, things are things are not good. No. <laughs> Just to, to understate it. You know, things are happening today in uh, Georgia. It's a big uh, yeah. primary election in the state of Georgia. A lot of attention being paid to that. We've got uh, Stacey Abrams, who is uh, is running for the nomination. She's a pretty much a shoe-in. Looks like uh, uh, Brian Kemp is going to completely annihilate David Perdue. But David Perdue is trying really hard to make up his deficit by uh, bending over backwards to court the racist vote. And sure. this is something that, you know this as well as I do, Buzz, is that uh, the Republicans are wrapping both arms and both legs and humping away at the leg of the racist vote and uh, and bringing a bunch of votes from people who just want to screw over black people and screw over women and all the rest of it. Uh, well, David Perdue is doing exactly that. He's gone full racist. He said uh, yesterday about Stacey Abrams, 
Did you all see what Stacy said this weekend, Mr. Purdue said from his uh, rally stage? She said that Georgia is the worst place in the country to live. Mm-hmm. Hey, she ain't from here. Let her go back to where she came from. She doesn't mm-hmm. like it here. And where have we heard that trope before? Yes, yeah. we hear it all the time. This is as old as slavery, as the, the founding of the country. Well, if you don't like it, you don't like your slavery here, why don't you go back to Africa? What, what the fuck? On Monday, uh, David Perdue also said, when she told black farmers, you don't need to be on the farm, and she told black workers in hospitality and all this, you don't need to be. She is demeaning her own race when it comes to that. I am really over this. She She's should... forgotten her place, Bob. That's what he's saying. She's <laughs> yeah. forgotten her place. Yeah, the word uppity comes to mind. He's mm-hmm, like one, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. one syllable away from saying uppity or just outright right. saying the N-word. Because that's, right. you know, that's maybe that's gonna happen today. It's only a matter of time before these guys end up doing that. Not disguising everything in the word woke, not trying to use that. <clears throat> that's where they are. That's that's yeah. what they do now. Yeah. Well, yes, of course it is, because they had their CPAC convention. We've been talking for a while now about how CPAC was going to Hungary. And for a while there, it was like, do they do these once a month now? Is this like a monthly thing with CPAC? Because Be- nothing says America first like having your convention in Hungary. <laughs> I know. I know. We got to help that economy in Budapest by bringing all right. kinds of tourism dollars. Oh, wait, Budapest isn't in America. What's going on here? So uh, they did finally have their CPAC convention in Hungary. God. And as part of that, uh, you know, the usual suspects all appeared, of course. Everyone from the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, they were all there. Uh, in addition to all of them, uh, this other guy appeared. He's uh, a Hungarian. Uh, he's immensely racist and anti-Semitic. His name is Zolt Bear, which I wish, I, I know he's a racist, but I wish that was my name. Yeah, it's like a comic book character, Zolt Bear. Zolt Bear, yes. He's also the villain in the latest Marvel movie. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he called Jews stinking excrement. He referred to Roma as animals, used racial epithets to describe black people, Mm-hmm. was a featured speaker at a major gathering of U.S. Republicans in Budapest over the weekend, and that would have been CPAC. That's a match. Yeah. That's a match right there. I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how we, yeah, yeah, the slow. And uh, clap, yeah, for pessimistic CPAC. Pessimistic clap, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we fight that. I really don't. I mean, uh, continue to get the word out, but, uh, you know, that, that resonates with a lot of people. Yep. Uh, and, and that's true of so many of the battles that we have to fight right now. Yeah. Well, it, we have to make racism wrong again. I mean, you on know, top well, of trying. getting the word out about there being racism in the first place, we have to push back against this notion that it's, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's free speech. If you want to be and racist, let us be never racist forget. Yeah. And, and, and let us never forget that although that sentiment has obviously always been out there, yeah. uh, Donald Trump set it free. Donald Trump opened the bottle and let it out. Yes, he did. He made it okay to be right. your absolute worst self. And uh, that's ultimately, I think, Donald Trump's legacy. He has enabled an entire population of Americans to just uncork every awful thing they think of. And they believe that when you say, oh, hang on a second, that's racist. They say, well, why are you trampling my free speech? 
Why are you telling me that I'm not allowed to speak in the land of the free and the home of the brave? Uh, that's ludicrous. I should be able to because shout fire in a crowded theater. Yeah. Because the rest of the citizenry is entitled to live in peace. That's why. Exactly, exactly. Well, uh, this guy, Zolt Bear, is a television talk show host in Hungary. Of yeah, what a shock. Is. <laughs> they have their own red hat entertainment complex in Hungary, apparently. Oh, yeah. He's been widely denounced for his racism during the 2020 Black Lives Matter protests. He wrote on his blog, quote, Is this the future? Kissing the dirty boots of fucking N-words and smiling at them, being happy about this, because otherwise they'll kill you or beat you up? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. that's a sentiment I heard uh, whispered when I was a kid, and it's still with us. In 2011, he used the phrase stinking excrement to refer generically to Jews in England. And in 2013, wrote, quote, a significant part of the Roma are unfit for coexistence. Back in the day, we used to call Romas gypsies. That's the, yeah, that's mm -hmm. the synonym. Uh, it's a derogatory synonym now, so the, the word Roma is a preferred nomenclature. A significant mm -hmm. part of the Roma are unfit for coexistence. They are not fit to live among people. These Roma are animals, and they behave like animals. Well, so at least he used the are. right word. Yes, and paid big money from CPAC to appear at their rally over the weekend in Hungary. America first. Right. Yeah. America first. America first. America first. American jobs. It's all about America, right? Unless oh. it's about Hungary. God damn these people. So yeah. it's like uh, there was a um, there was a crazy person. <laughs> There's a crazy person running for governor in Georgia. Oh, yes. Uh, and she had some things to say about the separation of church and state. Her name is Candace Taylor. Mm -hmm. She said there is no separation of church and state. And in this clip, we also get a bit of a, uh, a bonus pro-choice confession. I love it when they, they do this, where they accidentally... Self-inflicted wounds, yes. <laughs> they accidentally uh, confess that they're pro-choice. Michelle Bachman, I support women's right to choose about their own health care. And then Sarah Palin has said similar things. And you catch it all the time where they're accidentally mm -hmm. confessing that they're into the idea of choice. You know, oh, that was a decision and she made the right choice. Well, yeah, but that means you're pro-choice. Pro-choice. You can be, I've said it on the show before, you can be pro-choice and pro-life at the same time. You could abhor the idea of abortion and still be pro-choice and still say, well, you know, I think it's horrible, but if you want to have an abortion, that's fine. You are the one who will have to deal with that. I don't agree yeah. with it, but it makes total sense. And they're connecting with their base when when they yeah. do that. This is this is our concern. I uh, I did I was reading. I did, in fact, you mentioned clowns. I think uh, I tweeted yesterday that Ringling Brothers no longer employs them, but the Republican Party does. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was reading Rachel Bittacoffer too, and, and she started out with what looked like it was going to be a grim string of tweets. Uh, yeah. She said uh, flatly that uh, Democrats are on track to lose the House and the Senate in this midterm election. And then she went on, fortunately, to talk about how that can, how she believes that can be prevented. Uh, she, she believes that uh, we need to uh, focus on the corruption, on the, on the, on the graft of, of these, these 
grifters uh, yeah, yeah. In, in the Republican Party, that that's a good way to go. Uh, Greg Sargent in the Washington Post wrote that he thinks we need to uh, look forward, uh, not talk about Donald Trump's big lie, but talk instead about, and this is so important, about the candidates for lieutenant governor and secretary of state across the country who are uh, running for office with the intent of overturning future elections. Yeah. And, and so his point was, let's focus on the future so we can't be accused of focusing, <clears throat> of looking backwards. And that, and I think these, these pieces of advice make a certain amount of sense and, and give us some hope. I, I feel, uh, you know, I, and we've stated this before, uh, I think our only hope is in that midterm election. We it doesn't look good with inflation and gas prices. Yeah. But we've got to we've got to win it. You know why, I know why. Yeah. Uh and we've got to focus on democracy and we've got to focus on graft. Uh we also have to talk about the economic issues and the fact that the Republicans have no plan. They grouse about inflation and gas prices, but they have no plan to fix it. That's what we need to be pointing out. Yeah. Uh it, to warn people of who they're electing when they uh, think they're going to the polls to throw out Democrats for uh, the lousy inflation and gas prices. So there's some hope out there, but our only hope really is in this upcoming election. Doesn't look good right now, but we, there's still hope there. And the that rides on our only other hope, which in my view is the January 6 hearings, of which we now know there will be six over mm-hmm. June and July. Yes. Uh, and uh, we just hope that somehow that breaks through and that it doesn't look partisan and that it. Uh, I know that the committee is going to focus on how to prevent this stuff in the future, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that, and, and I'm hearing that the hearings will be dramatic enough that they will have an impact. Uh, these are our only hopes, the hearings and the election, and we all need to be, everybody needs to get off their ass and work for this. Uh, and as well, also said before, and I just uh, I'll, I'll be done with this, but uh, well, you know I won't. But, uh, uh, I, I, you know, it's it's all about it's not it's not so much about we're not going to change any minds among Republican voters. We're just not. No. And they're and the vast majority of them, six or seven out of ten, are just nuts at this point. Yeah. So our our only hope then is to get because we've got the numbers, we just need to get Democratic asses and independent asses off their couches and to the polls and vote. And whatever you have to do as a listener of this show, as a participant in this show, to convince people to vote and to vote properly and why, uh, we, we're screwed. Yeah. This is our only hope. So in the end, you know, you could bitch about the Democratic leadership and whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. It gets down to us. It gets down to do we show up at the polls. Yeah. I saw I saw a tweet from a, 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 a black t- uh, tweeter uh, who, who wrote, give me five reasons uh, blacks should vote in the upcoming election. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't play that game. Uh, I, and and he, he also asked, posed the question, give me five promises that have been made to the black community that have been delivered by our elected Democratic leaders. Well, the answer to that question, which I didn't address, is that uh, Republican obstructionism has kept those things from happening, not, yeah. not, not Democratic weakness. But instead of answering his question, I simply said, it's, 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 we're, we're down to a choice between the party you think hasn't done enough for us and the party you know is intent on destroying us. It actually poses a threat to us. Yeah. There's a difference between somebody who maybe isn't doing as much as you'd like them to and somebody who actively wants to hurt you. Yeah, and going back to what you were saying about Rachel Biddecoffer, yeah. Rachel Biddecoffer has presented this theory for several years now. In fact, mm-hmm. we've talked mm-hmm. about it uh, with her at length on the uh, Wednesday shows. 
she's into the concept of negative partisanship, where elections now aren't necessarily driven by swing voters. They're driven by the energy and turnout by people who want to punish the other party, who want right. the other party to lose. And right. so I think a lot of this midterm is going to hinge on Who's got the more energized negative partisanship? Will it be the Democrats or will it be the Republicans? The conventional wisdom says the Republicans, but I'm not counting the Democrats out yet. And given the number of toss-up races, there are still lots of things on the table that we could, with enough energy, with enough negative partisanship, we can overcome. We can overcome that deficit. Here's a bit of uh, encouraging news. Uh, The Georgia primary, you mentioned this today, along with four other states. In Georgia, early voting is up by 212% at last count. That's a very good sign. We need to see that. If we keep seeing that, we've got a very real chance here. Uh, There there are reasons, like that one, to be optimistic. Uh, But we just have to, we can't back off the accelerator here Uh, and we've got to keep pounding on the fact that as much as Republicans bitch about inflation and gas prices they have offered zero solutions zero none nada no no, absolutely not and so what they have offered though is uh, taking right stripping rights from people that have uh, been there for 50 years I got into a little bit of a a Twitter spat with Tom Nichols yesterday Mm -hmm. which tends to happen Tom and I you know we agree on some things we absolutely disagree on many things we were talking about Stacey Abrams and this alleged gaffe regarding Georgia being the worst state in which to live and he was saying oh this is an outright gaffe I don't know why all these Democrats are telling me it's not a gaffe but it's totally a gaffe and on and on and on about the fact that it was a gaffe and my counterpoint to that was gaffe or no gaffe Now's not the time for post-mortem notes on what our candidates are doing and saying. What we need to do every time this comes up, every time there's an alleged gaffe and some Democrat says something that ultimately is completely inconsequential, what we need to do is ignore it and continue to attack the flanks. Continue to, you know, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. Don't let them get you off your agenda, which is to get out these these various truths. And, you know, Stacey Abrams' comment was, uh, she she did say that, but it was taken out of context. She said, in answer to the claim that Georgia was the best state for business, she was saying, that may be true, but it's also the worst place to live. And there are numbers to back that up. Not that any Republicans are interested, but maybe to get some Democrats off the couch and some independents off the couch, uh, maybe we should talk about uh, how Georgia ranks in education and health care and the facts that back up her claim that maybe Georgia's not the best place to live. Donald Trump has said on numerous occasions at his rallies, quote, we are such a stupid country. This blanket statement, the United States is a stupid country. Right. And you can you can throw in fucking in there because stupid fucking country, because that's what he's probably thinking if he hasn't said it already. But the fact that uh, Donald Trump has said that numerous times makes it a non scandal because the press can't latch on to one particular thing. It's got if it's one thing, then the press can grab onto that. But if you flood the zone, like Steve Bannon says, then you can get away with this shit. We're going to be talking about something similar when it comes to Raphael Warnock. But if Stacey Abrams had said that 
on numerous occasions intermixed with other things that could be a little bit fringy too, then this wouldn't be a scandal. This wouldn't be discussed as, oh my God, Stacey Abrams made a gaffe yesterday. No one would be talking about that because, again, the zone would be so flooded that the press, the people who usually nitpick this shit, wouldn't be able to latch on to any one thing and then they would give up and think, okay, well, it's Chinatown, we're going home. Where, where we are right now, uh, Stacey Abrams connected with that comment. I would yeah. certainly think with African-American voters and, and uh, sure. probably a large segment of, of white voters uh, who would agree with Stacey Abrams that that uh, Georgia's not such a great place to live, yeah. to be a citizen, uh, to be subject to some of uh, what goes on there. Um, yeah. and, and so, and likewise, her opponent's uh, comment uh, uh, connects with his base as well because it, it and and the Trump comment uh, you know this is such a stupid country uh, a lot of his base believes that same thing and admires the anger admires the fact that he had the guts to come out and say that uh, so he's actually identifying with uh, his voter base there yeah yeah he very much is and it's no different to me than well actually it's very different than Donald Trump standing up at his inauguration. And saying that the United States is now succumbing <laughs> to American carnage American and, and w- whatever weird shit he said, uh, whatever else weird shit he said. Well, that was some weird shit. Yeah, that's right. He said I, lots I think of weird what we shit. Sometimes, I think what we sometimes forget is that although a lot of us progressives uh, believe that democracy is in danger, yeah. so do the Red Hats yeah. in a different way. But the, it's it, both sides think this is uh, a battle for the soul of America. They both view it that way. And so, a, again, a reminder, as I did last week, that uh, that side is every bit as enthusiastic, if not more motivated, than the Democrats are. Yeah. That's why this is so, so, so important. Uh, I'll repeat again, everything, all the marbles hinge yeah. on this next election. And you know what? The, you know why? Because what the Republicans plan to do is they plan to step into power uh, in Congress in particular, if not more state legislatures, and that's almost a given. But what they intend to do is to seize this power through this election, and in some cases, in some states, by nefarious means based on big lie laws that have been passed in the last year. And then what they intend to do is to shut the door behind them and make it so that no one can remove them from power. Whether by vote or whether by impeachment or fill in the blank, their intention is to change the system after they've acquired this additional level of power so that they can never be usurped. They can never be removed. They want one party rule in perpetuity. And it's not going to matter whether we hustle more and bring more energy to an election because what they intend to do is to nullify the idea of Democrats turning out to vote them out of office. What they want to do is make sure that they can stop that effort. And that's the real danger in all of this. The challenge here is uh, selling that uh, idea, what you just said, yeah. uh, selling that to the American voting public. Because right, right. I would suggest that a majority of Americans, regardless of their political stripe, uh, think that sounds wildly conspiratorial. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little nuts. It's so inconceivable uh, based on our history that a lot of people mm-hmm. think that's an exaggerated uh, and partisan claim. Uh, so uh, that's a real challenge for us to, to overcome. Come uh, to to sell them on that idea, uh, but but 
but it's true. It's it's which yeah. would you rather have a party that maybe doesn't always live up to your expectations or a party that is actively trying to hurt you? Whatever anyone says to you, oh, that, that's crazy conspiracy talk. That's such extremist talk. What right. do you mean? Oh, right. you mean the Republicans right. are fascists and they're going to shut the door of power behind them when they uh, when they we, seize all of these offices and all these majorities? Right. All you got to do is point to the insurrection, point to the big lie laws that have been passed in the last year that makes it diff- more difficult for the Democratic base to turn out the vote and to nullify their votes once they do. And so that's, to me, all the evidence you need of yeah. the Republican plan. But- and maybe better still is to point out the, the future threat that that holds, as yeah, Rachel Bittekoffer yeah, was saying, true. you know, focus on where, you know, what they plan to do next yeah. rather than to keep harping on on what's happened before. Sure. And, and, you know, obviously we have to do that. We have to get it into the history books. The January 6th hearings will help. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a we're we're facing an uphill battle here yeah. and we need everybody involved. And what we don't need is all this negativity that we keep seeing on on social media. Yeah. About, well, we're screwed. We don't have any chance. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, with that attitude, you are. Uh, yeah. You've got to realize, you know, be realistic that this is a tough challenge. And that has to give you resolve to carry out what needs to be done. Keep marching forward. It's like Rocky Balboa says. Life's all about how often you can get hit and keep moving forward. They keep Rocky the Flying Squirrel said the same thing. So. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought he stole yeah. it from someplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact is that, you know, something like this happens. It's Stacey Abrams, they're saying, oh, Stacey Abrams made a gaffe, or Raphael Warnock did this thing with a dog. Well, you're right. Though. You say, we, you know what? I was going to say, you're right when you say, don't argue with that. Exactly. Yes. That's, right. You just right. said it again. Uh, you know, don't waste your time on that. Keep pounding away at what are yeah. the Republicans going to do. Uh, about inflation, what mm-hmm. uh, what what is this Republican running for Secretary of State going to do to screw up the upcoming vote or to overturn the upcoming election? Right. And and past evidence is evidence of of their intentions, but their current comments are also evidence of their intentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, people have to be warned about these things and uh, be warned that the Republicans have no answers for inflation and gas prices and. That's still our biggest battle. Well, if the pandemic was a disaster for your finances, you probably up the balances on your credit cards in that little gap there that we had called the COVID-19 pandemic. And if my guess is correct, you're paying the top allowable interest rate on that debt. So why not refinance your credit cards into a super low interest rate and save a ton of money every month? And here's exactly how. Get ready. With Lightstream, you can roll all your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. That's way lower than most credit cards. I'm sure it's lower than what you're paying now. It's probably around 19% APR. You get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and there are absolutely no fees. Zilch. But just for my listeners, you can apply now and get a special interest rate discount to save even more. And the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. That's my last name, don't you know? Uh, link in the description under this episode at bobsuska.com. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash for more information. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. By a monkey. I'm dancing. Dancing like Ellen over here. This is uh, the great freak bass. This is a remix of his uh, single Runaway. This is the Stephen Dusenberry remix. And I love it, I love it, I love it. We're the uh, we're a freak bass household here, both Kimberly and I love, love, love freak bass. I yeah. I had the shoes with the big glass heels, you know, uh, but the, the goldfish died. <laughs> you gotta watch, if you're not already, you gotta watch Freak Bass on Twitch. He's got a regular Twitch show, it's almost every day, where he just jams. It's just freak bass in his uh, freak bass lair. Just jamming away with all the greatest with, funk in the world, yeah. With that kind of energy, I, I want to see him performing live. That's got to be a show, right? <laughs> oh, God, yes. If you have a chance to see Freak Bass live, you are really damn lucky. I, I think he's touring uh, right now, freakbass.com wow. for tour dates. It's a hell of a show. He's an incredible showman. And the music is just, as you heard right there, just fucking incredible. Again, freakbase.com. Link in the description, as always. bobseska.com slash music to submit. All right. So is you it know, time? Is it time? Is it time that? for the the Bob Seska show word of the day? Yes. Yeah! There it is. What, what's the yes, word of the day? It's yeah. the Bar- Bob Seska show word of the day is barn dominiums. Yeah! Barn dominiums is the word of the day. Yeah. I, I didn't even know this word, uh, this product existed <laughs> yeah. until I made my drive uh, back uh, through the South from uh, my high school reunion. Uh-huh. I, I've never seen this word before. And so um, uh, my wife's driving and I whip out the phone to look up barn dominiums because I see an ad. I see a business <laughs> that sells Barn Dominium. And so here's what it is, kids. Uh, it's a house. It's a, like a prefab house made of money metal. And it's, uh, it's, it's a barn. It's essentially a barn. And you, you live in the loft upstairs. That's your living quarters. And then downstairs, uh, where there's normally a dirt floor, uh, there'd be a, a, like a multi-car garage and maybe your workshop or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So that's, and, and they build these homes, these prefab homes, and sell them as... Barn Dominiums. Barn Dominiums. That's the word of the day. 
And when hey, you hear someone I, say barn dominiums, wait a minute. Yeah. No, there. Yeah, you wait, said it. You got to sheer like that, just like uh, people exactly Herman. right. Scream yeah. real loud, kids. Uh, yeah, yes. It, you know, it, here's how it works. If I learn something new, I have to tell you, whether <laughs> you care or not. Yeah. It's just my nature. Here, I'll use it in a sentence. A okay. year from now, Kimberly and I will probably be living in a barn dominium. It's not, right. it's, it's, I, not, it's I, not so fun. It's not that I thought fun. We, I thought we just needed a little <laughs> levity before we get back into the muck. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes. Okay. So, speaking of someone who lives in a barn dominium, <laughs> um, we started talking about her on the previous segment, but as we do, we uh, uh, kept talking about other things. And, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> me. That's no, my No, factor, it's, it's, yeah. it's both of us, and that's okay, because I'm, no, I'm in no hurry to get to Candace. Taylor and uh, her yes. uh, no separation of church and state uh, and oh my god Jesus guns babies that's what it yes. says on the side of her uh, her uh, bus and I saw that yeah. as soon as I saw it I thought is guns a verb in that statement that Jesus guns s- babies doesn't sound like something he'd do no know? no <laughs> not not in no. Jerusalem not in his barn dominium no. Uh, okay, so with Candace Taylor, let's get this over with. This is Candace yes. Taylor doing a stump speech in front of the sign that said "Jesus Guns Babies," which is my favorite '80s metal band, by the way. Heroin did them in. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh my god, mm-hmm. they had such promise in their first uh, album or so, but then the uh, yeah, and then the, everything horse, fell yeah. apart. Yeah, <laughs> the '90s arrived. Here's Candace Taylor. We are not ashamed. We're going to do a political rally, and we're going to honor Jesus. We're going to say his name. We're not going to compromise. We're going to have Pastor Todd Coconado that came up here and delivered an awesome word. And we're not going to be ashamed. And they're not going to tell us separation of church and state. We are the church. And we run the state. That's judging mm-hmm. by the states I drove through. The that's true. A business <laughs> doesn't get to monetarily control the government. I will never let that happen. There will no church in Georgia monetarily control the government. But we are the church, friends. It's us. We are the church. And it says of, by, and for the people. The church runs the state of Georgia. This state is sovereign. This is our state. We decide what happens. We decide if we kill babies. Okay, all right. See, I wanted to get all the way to the end of that. Sure. Yeah, not because I loved listening to it, but at the very end, she says something, uh, we decide whether to kill babies. Well, that makes you pro-choice, Candace Taylor. Uh I don't know if you realize that, but yeah, that that would make you, because deciding suggests a choice in the matter, right? Mm -hmm. So you have decided to not kill the babies. Frankly, the other side has decided not to kill babies, too. We don't kill babies. We don't want the legalization of killing babies. There there are people who believe that. Bob, there's a woman who lives across the street from me who is a nurse. Not (laughs) like an RN, but she's, you know, one of the, I guess, lesser nurses. I hope I'm not insulting anyone, but she's not an RN. Just a a nurse. She's a lesser nurse. And, uh, yeah, I don't feel good about that, but here we are. Uh, at any rate, uh, she believes that uh, babies are aborted after they are born. Uh, we had questioning in Congress uh, from from some Republican a hole who believed that babies were aborted in the birth canal. Uh, no, none of this happens. But again, let me remind everyone: 
their base, lots of very angry, motivated voters believe mm-hmm. that and believe, you know, and they're all about the Jesus and they're all about the church. And so they're right on, they're on her bus. They're on her Jesus Guns Babies bus. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what we're up against. And I just want everybody to remember that as, as our own motivation to crush them electorally. Yes. Uh, that's one of the most pernicious and grievous lies in the history of American politics, the Democrats want to be able to legally murder birth babies. That is such nonsense hogwash. Uh, you know, and it goes back to Ralph Northam, and I've reread that quote from Ralph Northam, the former Virginia governor, where he's talking about uh, this bill that was going through the Virginia legislature about further empowering parents to decide what happens to their birthed children who are born with severe physical abnormalities who won't right. live very long right what kind of say do the parents have in order to allow that child to uh, to pass peacefully without pain without having to be forced into going through all kinds of extreme uh, medical uh, solutions that may cause more pain and harm to the baby right. you know, and that's what the whole thing was about Donald Trump took that and said, oh, look, the Democrats want to murder babies. In fact, at one of his rallies, we talked about this a couple of Thursdays ago, I believe, he said uh, the governor of Virginia executed a baby. He, Donald, that's an yeah, exact quote. I remember. The governor of Virginia executed a baby. Remember that whole thing he said? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember it because he never said I, that he wanted Yeah, to, no, I mean, I remember he, Trump saying yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Not that he wanted to kill a baby. Donald Trump actually accused him of executing a baby. Personally, yes. Yes, personally. Hands on. With his bare heads. That's the kind of governor he was. Yeah, yeah. That never fucking happened. No. In fact, there are no abortions in the third trimester other than to save the life of the mother or if there is a stillbirth, uh, some extreme medical emergency that calls for it. Uh, but, you know, they're Republicans. They live in a different universe, a different yeah, world of no truth change- and lies than we do. Right, and there's no changing their minds. Yeah, no, absolutely uh, not. We, we can only use that to motivate people to vote to crush them. You can't change their minds, you can yeah. crush them electorally. Well, the same thing goes with their, now their attack against uh, the LGBTQ community, uh, especially trans people, the don't say gay bill in Florida and so on. They're getting really comfortable with that too. Yeah, yeah, but what we're rapidly discovering is that the Republicans are really the party of the sexual abuser. They're the uh, sexual assault party, and we've been finding more and more examples as time goes on. I mean, going back 15 years, Cliff Schechter used to cover this crap on, uh, I believe it was the Young Turks. And so this is not something new, but as this attack continues in places like Florida and so on, as they continue to demonize the LGBTQ community, uh, these examples become more and more glaring. The so-called... Southern Baptist Convention leaders Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. covered up sex abuse. This is a a new uh, article from the Washington Post. This was out uh, two days ago. This investigation found that for almost two decades, survivors of abuse and other concerned Southern Baptists 
have been contacting the Southern Baptist Convention's administrative arm to report alleged child molesters and mm-hmm. other accused abusers who were in the pulpit or employed as church staff members. Many of these cases referred to in the report were considered outside the statute of limitations. The time survivors can report sex abuse, so it's unclear how many abusers were criminally charged. The report compiled by an organization called Guidepost Solutions at the request of Southern Baptists states that abuse survivors' calls and emails were, quote, only to be met time and time again with resistance, stonewalling, and even outright hostility by leaders who were concerned more with protecting the institution from liability than from protecting Southern Baptists from further abuse. There is your moral majority. There is your Republican Party. That's the religious right that uh, cheers on this candidate with the Jesus Guns Babies bus. Uh, You know, they're completely on board with her, and they believe Jesus is on their side, and that's good enough for them. Uh, That's what we're up against. That's what we have to crush at the polls. Absolutely. Uh, And, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of sleuthing. It doesn't take a whole lot of detective skills to weed out these people. There's example after example. Not a week goes by that we're not talking about another Republican who is accused of sexual abuse, molestation, all the rest of it. We know of uh, over 800 current and recent cases of Republicans charged with sex abuse or uh, reported for sex abuse. Yeah, uh, we have. That's the difference you know, when they. And you notice they made the accusation first, uh, but uh, it's we're the ones who have the documentation for whatever good it does us, and hopefully it does us good with uh, motivating fellow Democrats and independents. Yes. Well, at the same time, we got to make a big fucking deal over the fact that Raphael Warnock uh, opposed for a a campaign photo with a a beagle that's not his beagle. It's like, oh, yeah, he borrowed this dog. And now there's a big scandal about this. Uh, Warnock's got a dog that's not his dog. And as I was saying before, my contention is that if Warnock had posed with a thousand dogs that weren't his, this wouldn't be a story. Again, it's the flooding the zone thing that he got wrong. (laughs) If you're going to do something like this, you got to go big. You got to do it a bunch of times because then the press can't cover it. But if you do it one time, it's inflated to the size of a scandal that we're seeing like the Southern Baptists, for example. Same size. It's like what I was saying before the uh, 2020 election. You take one thing that Elizabeth Warren wrote on an application at one point about Uh her ethnic background. And use and, it to destroy her. Yeah, but 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 that one thing gets inflated to the same magnitude as the thousands of Trump things. That's yeah. the problem because then the press has this mandate to equally cover the things. So but, we need to screw up in a way that doesn't stand out so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're going to screw up, Donald Trump has taught yeah, us, screw this, up big, and they won't be this, able to handle it. This is so typically out of context and so unfair. So I I'm, you know, I run into Reverend Warnock while he's out on the campaign trail, Yeah, and I say, uh, you know, Reverend, uh, we opposed with my dog. And he says, sure, and I take a picture, and he puts it on social media. This is what we're condemning him for yeah you know uh and and because i supported him i got him in trouble uh you know guy i didn't mean to do that to my senator it's so uh lopsided the uh the vast amount of attention that something so minor gets stacy abrams saying one thing about the state of georgia again that gets amplified a thousand percent to the same level 
as the gazillion things that David Perdue has said or the gazillion things that Brian Kemp has done uh, going back to 2018, for God's sake. So there's a lesson. There's a lesson in this. And I've said it before. And I I know Rachel Bittekoffer tweeted again this week uh, that uh, one of our problems, one of our mistakes in messaging is uh, we're too erudite. We're too... We're too smart for the average voter. Uh, she's saying Democrats, uh, Democratic activists need to realize that the American voter is not informed, mm-hmm. uh, that the American voter is not particularly intelligent. Yeah. And that's why Republicans are connecting so well. Uh, they keep it simple. They, they, they can make it as outrageous as they want. They can build on it. They certainly do repeat it uh, over and over. Uh, we can learn from what they do, not with lies like they tell, but with the truth. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to keep it simple and understand who we're talking to. Mm-hmm. And and deal. I don't mean to t- talk down, but it's true. I mean, all you have to do is look at the election results to oh, know yeah, that yeah. it's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not, you don't need to convince me. <laughs> I'm feeling so cynical and disillusioned right now about uh, my fellow American voter uh, and, and just the rank dumbness. Because you know a lot of people are going to walk into the voting booth. And I mean, when I say a lot... I mean, like millions. You know, walk into the yeah. voting booth uh, or get their uh, at-home ballot, what, what have you. And what they're going to do is go, eh, Democrats are in charge now. It's the Republicans' turn. Republican, Republican, Republican. On down the ballot. Without realizing any of the shit that we're talking about. And that's the, the, the thing that I think we often lose sight of is we live in this universe, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's in the world of podcasting or even the press, where we've got our faces pressed up against our computer screens around the clock. We're absorbing all of this information. In a lot of cases, uh, especially uh, Buzz and I, we're repeating this information all the time and, uh, and reframing the information. We right. know exactly what's going on from top to bottom. Most people, and you see them when you're out in traffic, driving to, go, to the grocery mm-hmm. store or whatever, you see people just doing their daily thing, doing, their, doing that thing right. down there, going around and around doing that thing. <laughs> and, uh, and they have no connection to a lot of these details. So what breaks through? And usually, you know, you get an ignorant voter going to a voting booth and going, yes, it is the Republicans' turn because we like to take turns in this country. So Republicans, straight Republican ticket on my ballot. No, no, please. That's why it's so important for those of us to get the word out, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's at the water cooler at work. It's so crucial to state exactly what's going on and to have just the right salient points to make. You know, what it, you if know. water cooler uh, stuff, if you uh, run into somebody, anybody, anywhere who says, <laughs> oh, you know, these gas prices suck, we got to get rid of Biden. Ask them, okay, what's the Republican plan for that? What yeah. do they plan to do? Well, yeah. they'll do it a lot better than Biden. No, yeah, but what do they, you know, what's their proposal? What are, you know, yeah. we know what Biden's proposals are, and he's enacted some of them. What are the Republicans proposing mm-hmm. that would make that better? Uh, you know, we just have to challenge. Uh, skeptical, and, and I'm even talking about Democrats here who feel this way. Yeah, and that's why it's so important that we do all this recruiting of mm-hmm. uh, Democrats and independents. I strongly recommend listening to uh, Mary Trump's podcast. Uh, when mm-hmm. you're done listening to this podcast, make sure you finish listening to this show before you pop remember over free to it. horse. If yeah. you finish listening, you get a horse. I, I thought it was a, a, a free uh, barn dominium. Yeah! <laughs> first, first month's no. rent is free. But if you had one, you could put your horse in it. There you go. <laughs> 
So Mary Trump's podcast, when you're done yes, listening to this one, uh, you can go over to Mary Trump's house and listen to her podcast. She talked to uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, I believe it was last week, and uh-huh. Lawrence O'Donnell had a, a great point about inflation. He said, well, you hear from someone who says, ah, oh, Joe Biden's not doing anything about inflation. Well, what does the president do about inflation? What right. exactly... Uh, does the president does the president have at his disposal? What levers of power does the president have to be able to fix inflation? What is it? And I I assure you. And, and Lawrence O'Donnell was asking this question in the context of the uh, White House press corps. Ask the, someone in the White House press corps, what can the president do about the inflation problem? They won't be able to answer that question. So instead, what they do is they just lay it at his feet, and then. Right. That, see, that's how well, politics we, in this we, country gets so derailed. You know? We didn't have inflation when Trump was president. <laughs> no, no, but you know what we had? We had a gigantic economic collapse. Uh, we, we are losing jobs by the millions. Uh, even prior to COVID, there was a manufacturing mm, yeah. recession that no one seems to want to talk about. The guy who wants to build things, well, there was a, uh, a, a manufacturing recession on his watch. And that was caused one that we dip just- dip in building. Yeah. Well, that was by, another one. Caused by a dip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was exactly. Uh, but that was another one that we just watched the pitch sail on by. We just said, oh, mm-hmm. well, that one's good. I guess we're not going to talk about that we know because there are other things i guess yes yeah, that's another that's another sin on our part we let things go too yes. easily we, we have to keep on them the republicans do it and look mm-hmm. at the success they've had with that uh we can learn from that sort of thing we don't have to be the liars they are we don't no. have to stoop to their level but we do have to learn simple repeated messaging i've got three more republican scandals for your list i got oh, Her- do we have time yeah i got i got your <laughs> I, got, I got your herschel walker I got uh-huh. you, uh, Congressman Loudermilk, Barry Loudermilk, yep. and I got you, uh, Donald Trump here. Oh, uh, you've so- chosen the cream of the crop, Bob. <laughs> yes, I've saved the best for last. So three more Republican scandals still to come on today's show. Uh, but first, unlike some podcasts, we have a couple of commercial breaks on our shows. But here's the best way to listen to The Bob Seska Show without all of those commercials. Just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of this podcast and sign up for just $15 per month. You go, oh my God, Bob, $15 is a lot of money. Well, here's what you get in exchange for your generous support. We're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of this show, of the Thursday show, show as well and we're going to give you the shadow docket show and that's going to be included as part of the audio file so you can get this one mega show we call it the ultimate edition the free show plus the shadow docket just as it's recorded and a horse <laughs> and no commercials oh and a, a barn dominion <laughs> But wait, there's still more things. You also get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson included in that level of support. So again, you get a commercial-free version of the Tuesday and Thursday shows. You get the Shadow Dockets on Tuesday and Thursday. Plus, you get the Friday After Party. Plus, you get access to the Patreon app. All that for just $15 per month. Again, that's bobsuskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. This is Ethereal Wreckage. It's the name of the project. Song called Step Behind. Thank you. I got a link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com to support Ethereal Wreckage. Yeah. Wonderful that's just group. The, yeah. yeah. Wonderful that's project. just the serenity I needed to hear. Oh, and I hear a little saxophone in there. Oh, yeah. I always like that. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, and lots more to listen to over at uh, their website. Again, uh, link in the description for Ethereal Wreckage. And this new single called Step Behind. BobSeska.com slash music to submit. I almost said, you know what I almost said? <laughs> this, this is Tuesday, Bob. I almost said monkeypox.com slash music. <laughs> oh, I wonder if someone has that. Well, they will by the end know. of the show. I don't know, but uh, it's, a, it's a good question to ask, just like uh, if you have a monkey. Would you like to buy a monkey? Would you like to buy a monkey? <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Okay. Uh, what were you talking Oh, yeah, Republican scandals. I got several Republican yeah. scandals for you. I got your Republican scandals right here. Three good ones. Three yeah. good ones. Herschel Walker. Has, among many things, Herschel Walker, gigantic fraud. No wonder he's pals with Donald Trump. He's brain damaged. Just as much of a fraud as Donald Trump. Herschel Walker has apparently overstated his role in a mental health program that preyed on veterans while defrauding the government. Another classy Republican here. And dripping with irony. Yes. I wonder how many people. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder how many people his football injuries. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. I wonder how many people in the press are ruminating over this uh, Herschel Walker scandal and not the Stacey Abrams thing or the Warnock thing or any of the bullshit things. This is a guy. Herschel Walker is expected to win today's Republican <laughs> primary. Unfucking believable, you know. And it's also because of the thing that I was saying. It's the Republicans' turn. Click, 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 click on down the ballot. Herschel Walker, the football legend and leading Republican Senate candidate in uh, Georgia, often boasts of his work helping service members and veterans struggling with mental health. But in interviews with uh, and campaign appearances, the former Dallas Cowboy and Heisman Trophy winner takes credit for founding, co-founding, and sometimes operating a program called Patriot Support. The program, he says, has taken him to military bases all over the world. But corporate documents, court records, and Senate disclosures reviewed by the Associated 
Associated Press, tell a more complicated story. Together, they present a portrait of a celebrity spokesman who overstated his role in a for-profit program Mm -hmm. that is alleged to have preyed upon veterans and service members while defrauding the government. The revelation marks the latest example of a far more complex reality that lies beneath the carefully curated autobiography Walker has pitched to voters. So there you go. He's screwing over veterans. He's screwing over governments. Must be a Republican, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, unfortunately, the fact that he's a fraud doesn't disqualify someone from being in government. But it does in politics. But uh, the fact that he uh, is... I believe brain damaged from his football days and other dust ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that uh, you know we we should not have someone like that in in an office of that import. Well, it's the swamp. It's more of the swamp. The swamp. The great irony of Donald Trump's one of Donald Trump's things, the swamp is that Donald Trump is the swamp. The people around him are the swamp. They are more corrupt than anyone we've seen in American politics since the Nixon administration. I mean, it is a colossal amount of corruption. Donald Trump himself is Captain Corruption. He is nothing but corrupt. His whole world is corruption. And you see it now with his copycats. You see it now with this level of projection that is happening about whatever. Uh, and and they, they desperately want everyone to go run over and say, oh, my God, Raphael Warnock posed with a dog that he borrowed for this photo. That's a big deal. They oh make that, God. as Bob has said, they make that just as big a deal as any other, as any Herschel Walker scandal would be. Uh, That's exactly and the fact right. that The fact that Herschel Walker, as Bob pointed out, has multiple uh, such things, and, and Warnock has this one little tiny thing thing with a dog yeah. that somehow those are equal. Right. Uh, that's the insanity we're fighting. That's the insanity we got to crush. Well, meantime, Barry Loudermilk uh, yeah. it has a scandal he's of a, his own right now. He, he's uh, a peach as well. Yeah. He, yeah. Very linked to the insurrectionists. Uh, the accusation basically is that he hosted some insurrectionists the day before the insurrection and gave them a tour of the Capitol building, and then has lied about it. The right. Daily Dot obtained a radio interview from January 6th, 2021, from WBHF in Cartersville, Georgia. <laughs> Did you ever work down there, Buzz? Never made it to Cartersville. <laughs> yes, I'm surprised I didn't, given the trajectory of my radio career. <laughs> but WBHF in Cartersville, Georgia, uh, Barry Loudermilk says about a dozen people were present in his congressional office in Washington, D.C. the day before the Capitol riot. But yesterday, this is the new revelation. There's a radio interview where he says, oh, yeah, I have a bunch of people there in my office. But yesterday, Loudermilk said in a statement that a constituent family visited him the day before the Capitol riot. That is an updated version of a previous statement by Republicans on the Committee on House Administration, which Loudermilk is a member of, that originally stated there were no tours, no large groups, no one with MAGA hats on given by him or other Republicans in advance of the Capitol riot. So he says this, and then this tape of this radio show comes out in which he confesses to hosting insurrectionists before the insurrection. and he has co-conspirators, uh, yeah. Republicans in Congress. I don't know how many or which names, but a set of Republicans in uh, Congress yeah. uh, conducted their own little investigation, they said, of this, mm-hmm. that they'd gone over all of the security tapes. And there were no one in red hats. There was nobody in MAGA caps uh, on <laughs> on this tour. And and uh, so, you know, nothing to see here. And, uh, of course, this clown denies that he, he gave any tour, only to, to admit, to confess publicly later that uh, uh, that 
he did, in fact, lead a tour and that, yes, some members of that sweet family that he was touring and their friends yeah. were wearing red caps. Yeah. <laughs> so he has lied about everything from the very beginning. We need to hammer on that. The yeah. January 6th committee uh, may make a little show out of him uh, because they're, this is the confession they've been waiting for now that he's admitted to giving this tour to people in red caps in the Capitol, all of which, every detail of which, about he lied. And by the way, the red hats are not Mandalorians. They're not committed to an oath that they always have to wear their red hats. <laughs> they always have to wear no, their helmets. They don't voluntary. always have to wear them. Yeah, yeah. It's voluntary. It's a Absolutely. show of respect, I that's guess. Right. For, that's right. That's right. But in the interview, given as the riot was winding down, Loudermilk made it clear that he met with people who were planning to protest on January 6th and that he go. discussed how they wanted to be in the crowd that day to protest the results of the 2020 election. But then later on, he says, oh, it's just a family stopped by. Some constituents, yeah. they wanted Sweet to have a little t- family. The kids were there. It was fine. It was <laughs> yeah. nothing. When he had previously said there was no such tour. Right. So, the, you know, he just keeps trying... It's the most it's the most pathetic uh, attempt at lying uh, I've, uh-huh. I think I've ever seen, and uh, he deserves every every bit of hay that we can make about that in, in political ads and certainly in the January six hearings. That's right, Gary Loudermilk, like all the other you know four hundred thirty five members of the House of Representatives, up for reelection this year. Have to bear that in mind. Reward Reach. your Democrats who voted for everything that you've wanted this year and passed it. And then uh, make sure to vote against these goddamn Republicans, especially Barry Loudermilk. Uh, Meantime, Donald Trump finally paid that $110,000 contempt fine. Uh But he remains under contempt orders, which means that he's got a certain period of time in which to hand over the documents that Letitia James wants. And if he doesn't do that, then the judge is going to re-implement the, what is it, $1,000 a day? Uh, What is it, $10,000? I I think it's $10,000 a day fine, something like that. Uh, Yeah, and that will be reimposed if Donald Trump doesn't cooperate. And among the things, I don't know how much the public knows about about this, but among the things he has failed to turn over as ordered by the court are uh, at least a couple of cell phones yeah. that he says he lost. Yes, he uh, lost. Yeah. Because, you know, he's got nobody looking after him. So uh, mm-hmm. he's supposed to, uh, he's going to claim probably that they went into the black hole, I think is where he's going to claim the phones went. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's what, and, and if in fact those phones were destroyed, he can't turn them over to the court. And he's either going to have to keep paying those fines or admit that they were destroyed. He lost the phones the same way they lose phones in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. They snap <laughs> yeah. them in half and throw them away. They're called That's burner right. phones, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to throw them away. You're supposed to lose them because they have evidence on them. They, if, they're, if you're using your own phone, they can be traced. They can be eavesdropped right. upon. So you use a burner phone, and then you get rid of it. That's why he lost them. That's what he's talking. When, he said, when Donald Trump says, I lost the phones, what he means is they were burner phones, and I threw them away or had someone throw them away for me. He's given us no reason to give him the benefit of the doubt. We should assume that whatever he says is some element of his criminality. (laughs) 
And that's the, that's court the way will. I'm it, operating here. The, the court has shown extreme yeah. patience yeah. with this, yeah. and uh, but the court is also intent uh, that he comply. And mm-hmm. when he admits that he cannot comply because of another criminal act, uh, they've got him there, or they've got him if he continues to fail to comply. So that's right. Uh, sit back and watch the fun, uh, but don't sit back too much. Uh, work on your fellow voters. Has anyone else made the connection between I lost the phones and the fact that he deliberately lost the phones? It's like, if you were to say, um, oh, those important notes from that meeting, I accidentally swallowed them. Right. W- would people just go, oh, yeah, tr- Trump swallowed the notes? My and dog Instead ate. of saying, oh, oh he, I don't have delib- a dog. he deliberately destroyed the notes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And he's going to have to either produce the notes or confess to that. Yes, yes. Um, or else, you know what, if he uh, ends up losing his fortune and the Trump organization is shut down, uh, he may have shame. to go into, uh, rather than investing in high-rises and golf courses, he may have to start investing in barn dominiums. Yes. There you go. Thank you. He's not going to get another reality show, I'm pretty sure of that. No. Barn dominiums. Sounds like the mullet of housing. You're- to me. You're welcome. That's very good. You're welcome, by the way, for me bringing that to you. I, I appreciate it so much. It's put a big smile on my face, and I'm not even sure why. I just, you know what? I just like <laughs> because saying. Because we needed it. Yes. I just like saying barn dominium. Exactly. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> All right. Well, lots more show to come on the Shadow Docket. If you're only listening to this uh, free portion of the show, you're missing, you're missing like a whole third of the show today. You're missing Act Three. Like, you wouldn't watch all the episodes of Better Call Saul and then just skip the last one of this week. No. This is what I did. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, that episode. I'm so shaken from from last night's Better Call Saul. Holy fucking shit. But seriously, I mean, if if you listen to just this part of the show and you miss the Shadow Docket, you're missing a whole lot. So go to bobseskashow.com, scroll on down to the $5 a month tier, and sign up for the Shadow Docket shows. Plus, you get access to the app, and you get access to the comments under each episode and all that fun stuff. Uh, plus, you keep uh, keep up to date on the uh, show's proceedings. It's easier to contact me and get in touch with me through the Patreon page and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about George Carlin. We're going to talk about Rick Scott. We're going to talk about Tucker Carlson, Hunter Biden, and uh, a whole lot more. That's coming up next. Again, bobseskashow.com. $5 a month gets you the Shadow Docket Show. And we shall see you over there. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Barn Dominium. <laughs> <laughs>